Well, 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 welcome to another episode of the Fearless Parody Podcast Show. You know, parody doesn't come with a manual. It either does parody a child, preteen, or teenager. In fact, parody is very scary. It can cause every parent out there to be fearful, me included. The goal, the purpose of this podcast is to provide you with information and resources that help you overcome family life struggles difficulties and challenges and to be able to parent fearlessly. So every week we provide information and resources to help grow your parental leadership while growing the leadership of your child, preteen, or teenager. In short, we are here to help you and your children become the best versions of yourselves. So get ready and dive right in to today's episode. I am back with Trisha Campbell. Uh, Trisha lives in Ohio with her husband, a college sweetheart of 38 years, David and their two dogs. Now, after raising eight children, they're both happily fulfilling and enjoying their role as grandparents. Trisha shares more of her experiences and insights and encouragement in her Facebook group, A Dose of Hope with Adopted and Special Need Kids. So without any further ado, one more time, here's my guest, Trisha Campbell. Trisha, thank you for being back with me. And uh, that book of yours that you titled Eight Was Enough. You know, for me and my wife, two (laughs) was enough. And and, and two Labradors. Fair enough. That's enough. Good balance. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's all what you're called to, right? Yes. It's all about the calling. And, you know, the great thing about that is I see the smile on your face, all this, you can't see that. But when she talks about her family, she talks about these eight kids and and her husband and even the the two uh, golden retrievers that she has. She's just happy and excited about her family. And when God gives you these wonderful kids, he's giving you everything you need to be able to raise those kids up is within you and he's there with you and he's there for you. So my question today for you, uh, Tricia, is a lot of people know what I'm saying. They know that God is there for them. They know that God is with them, but yet time and time again, they face multi-layered challenges in today's world regarding adoption and foster care process. Talk to us about how parents can navigate through all of this. Well, uh, adoption um, is is just another way that God takes care of kids. He puts them in a family a different way. And that's how we kind of explain to the kids. Like God has a different way of got, getting you to your forever family and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we we always uh, you have to go through all the home study and all those things that that you go through and it and it is hard because you feel like you have mm-hmm. to prove to somebody that you can be a good parent. But um, yeah, it's it's a lot actually. In fact, we used to joke that if you took all the paperwork and I held it under my tummy and we took a side shot, I'd look pregnant because <laughs> the paperwork <laughs> the paperwork was so deep. Um, but 
but I mean, th- that's just the beginning. And then, and then you also have the emotional part of it, right? So you're now you're in the waiting process after you get a, an approved home study and, and that's, that's a process too. But what is, we, that, what is that like when you're in that moment that you're, that you're waiting to hear back, you know, how, how does that feel? It feels, uh, it, 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 it can be kind of anxious, uh, depends on the, 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 the uh, agency you're working with, mm-hmm. or if you're working with public or if you're working with private or whatever, sometimes the the birth moms have the ability to have an input about who's going to be the parent. So sometimes you have to go to like interviews with birth moms and stuff. And that, again, you feel like you have to prove who you are or whatever. But um, I, I learned really quickly that there was no way I was going to figure out what these birth moms wanted, what they were looking for after one one of our um our interviews the birth mom picked another couple because she liked the lady's shoes and felt her kid would be a snappy dresser and i was like <laughs> well there you go i'm i give up i'm <laughs> if that's their if, you know if that's what she's that's picking criteria. on it, well it just seems to me it just pays to be authentically who you are absolutely I, and just leave it in the hands of god because you know it, it if God gives you a vision for something, he's also going to give the provision, right? Mm, so Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So you just have to trust. And and I always believed that God was going to bring the exact right child. I'm not looking for any child. I'm looking for my child. So mm. if I get turned down for this one or that one, then I, I was supposed to be. Right. And that I that, just, that child know. wasn't for you. That nope. God didn't have them destined for you. So there's right. no need to feel bad about it. I right. I like that. I think my parents will find that to be very helpful. Right. And then and then another time we were working with a public agency. We were fostering and adopting, and they wanted us to take a, a, a sibling group of three sisters. And we went to a little party that they were having for foster kids at the time. And um what they do is they don't tell the kids this, but they they'll have prospective adoptive families that are helpers at these parties. Oh, and it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Right. So they, that you can sort of get a feel. So anyway, I without a doubt knew that there was no way that the oldest one of these three siblings was ever going to become a kid again, if they were in our house, because she was a little mother hen. And I totally understand why, because mom was not Mm -hmm. doing her job. And so she was like six and she had a three-year-old sister and a one-year-old sister. And she was in charge of them. And I knew that if we had those three girls come into our family, it would be a problem because she would still want to be in charge of them. And there are other, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and I knew with the way our birth order worked and stuff, other kids would have their nose out of joint and all that. And I just, I had to tell the agency, I know that we're not the right fit for them. I felt really strongly like, if they were in a home where they were the only ones, then that little girl could revert to being a little girl. But if in a family as big as ours, I knew that she would still think she needed to take care of them. So I just, I I had to tell them that. And it was hard to do because I'd never, ever like just turned down uh, a child, but at the same time, I knew that we were not the right fit for them. Right. Well, you listen to your heart. You listen to what God was telling right. you, and you could have done it for selfish reasons, but instead, 
you went with uh, God's will yes. and took yourself out of the equation so that God can eventually uh, and prayerfully put that child where that child needs to be and the siblings where they need to be so that they can grow up and become the best version of themselves. Right. You know, uh, Tricia, it, finding your purpose and it, it sounds like you're so, uh, you, you know your purpose, you've mm-hmm. lived out your purpose and, and you're comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. But uh, how can my moms and, 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 and uh, you know, how, how can they find their purpose? You know, what encouraging guidance do you have for them with their with the unique difficulties of raising maybe a boy or a girl with special needs? Because that not only involves what's like I said, knowing what your purpose is, but at the same time, opening yourself up to raising a boy or girl with special needs? Okay. I would say that's kind of a two-part question. I would say relative to purpose, I always uh, look for um, what what makes you really upset or really angry is usually uh, an indication of what you're called to solve. So for me, the thing that used to make me so upset or angry would be like child neglect, child abuse, Mm. that kind of thing. Um, Orphans. um, And those kinds of things would also make me, they'd make me upset, but they would make me mad. (laughs) And so I knew that that's something that God had put on my heart. That was something that Mm. I wanted to fix. Right. And he made you sensitive to. Right. And so that, that was, obvious to me that that that's that's something that was built into me and i think if you're looking for your purpose similarly just look inside and and try to figure those things out like what what is what am i built to do what can no one else do the way i could do it right that kind of thing um now relative to special needs kids special needs kids i always told the kids everyone has to row with the oars he has (laughs) That's the bottom line. So like some kids are going to have an oar that's a little short. And so they're going to have to dig deeper. They just are. They just are. Or some are going to have one that's really narrow and it doesn't go quite as fast because they have to do a a million rotations in order to get their, their oar to get them anywhere. But, but, but that's, that's the nature of the thing. I mean, it's true of everybody that we all have to, you know, you, you you're going to get what you work for, but you work for what you get. And so um, we always told the kids that, that strength does not come from what you can do. It comes from what you have overcome that you once thought you couldn't do. So we overcome and and, and the the problems that we push through with God's help. Mm -hmm. Right. That's where strength comes from. And so we have a son that has autism and he's literally blind. And he, mm. um, like when he did ballroom dancing in gym class, I was like, whoa, I cannot believe he's doing this. Like I thought for sure he would just fight them <laughs> tooth and nail and he wouldn't do it. And then at the end of the whole thing, they had a, a, a little program where the parents could come and see what the kids learned. 
I bawled like a baby. I mean, the tears ran down my chest. I was crying so hard. I was like, I cannot believe he's doing this. And and he was. He was. He had the steps down. He actually was, you know, touched the girl that he was dancing with and stuff. And um, I was just so so blessed. And I, you know, somebody else might go, whatever. You know, he took a dance class. Big deal. Music wasn't too loud for him. Yeah, that's that's just it. It's the whole thing that I couldn't believe he did that. And he did that. I was just oh, such a blessing. But that's what I mean. It's by by the amount that that he overcame, the fulfillment to me was enormous just as his mom to see him do that. I just can't tell you. Um, And so you know, that's, that's just where it's at. I mean, special needs kids. Yes. They have, they have oars that need some help as far as, you know, getting them to go anywhere, but, but we can all do what we can, what we can to help them. Their shortcomings are just easier to see. We all have shortcomings. None of us are perfect. Right. We're all really special Mm -hmm. needs, right? Yes. We all just have different special needs and some are just more dramatic than others, I guess. But, but like I said, they, they, they get their strength from overcoming those things. And um, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just really quite miraculous as a, as a, a, a parent of special needs kids to, to watch them grow and change and cope, you know, I mean, it is a coping thing. Um, so Yeah. Well, Tricia, yeah. I, I love how you, you know you started off today by telling us, you know, basically what I call persevering in, in facing those uh, challenges in the adoption and the foster care process and mm-hmm. trusting God through the whole thing. And I also love what you said here about special need kids. You know, everybody comes with the oars that you were were born with, and, and yeah. you 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 got to use those, but then you capped it off. By saying, "Hey, you know what? Those special needs of those special needs kids, you can see." But I agree with you one hundred percent. All kids have special needs. Just some are so much more visible mm-hmm. than others. But the joy of hearing your story about the your autistic son blind and going into an area where I know it had to be loud. Uh, touching another person i have an autistic son so i kind of know what you're what you're going through but i want to thank you for coming in here today and blessing my mom's dads and guardians with this knowledge that you just laid on us that you know what i don't care who you are where you come from if you were given those children you have what's needed to raise those children you just got to trust in the one who is all sufficient and will take care of you in every need and you will not go wanting. Uh, Moms and dads, please check out the podcast description where you're going to find links to Trisha's book, Eight Was Enough, okay? And other items that she has for you. Trisha, just real quick, tell them where they can find you online. Uh, If you want to get a hold of me directly, you can just do it at Trisha at trishakcampbell.com but um my my website has a lot of information and some some great resources and stuff on it so um if you 
if you want to get a hold of me, that's how you can get a hold of me. And uh, you can get the book anywhere books are sold. And it really speaks to a lot of different things. It talks about, you know, how to like raising a big family. It talks about discipline. It talks about chore systems. It talks about all kinds of stuff I did to, uh, to raise that, that big motley crew. But um, Christianity isn't about how to escape life's difficulties. It's how to face them. And so that we just always did it with creativity and perseverance and resilience. And we just did what we had to do. And uh, yeah. So. Well, you, you definitely, uh, I, I definitely learned some things today about facing things. I'm quite sure my parents have also. So until the next time we get together, God bless. Well, that concludes another awesome episode Please, please check out the podcast description where you'll find links to family and parenting resources. And I want to thank you, moms, dads, and guardians, for listening to today's Fearless Parenting Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and that it added value to you and your family. And I want to leave you with something that was once said by two-time Nobel Prize recipient Marie Curie, who once said that nothing in life is to be feared. It's only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. That is why we have this show, to help you understand more about parenting so that you can fear less. So I want to challenge you, like I always do, to go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless.